Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dave is broken. Ah, I'm here before Dave. Oh, there he is. Aha! That's not true. Everyone saw it. Sean, it. I think uh, the best part is I heard Sean sitting down as nope. the music stopped. It was like, oh, the butt was in the chair. You wouldn't know. I, if I can't see you, you can't see me. Remember that kid's thing? Oh, good. He's eating. Yay. <laughs> Remember that game you used to play as a kid? I can't see you, you can't see me, but like your like whole body sticking out behind a tree. No. Anyways, I've been thinking about the show a lot. I'm very excited. Well, this is the Team Injection Podcast for September 5th, 2023, episode 590, 10 off of 600. Jeez. Which will happen this year. What? Um, this is a hodgepodge. It's a half year in review. That's actually, ladies hodgepodge. and gentlemen, what we're... It's a hodgepodge of, event, of things. I mean, if you want to call it that, we can. Yeah, boy, that's what it is called now. And I thought they called it like potpourri on Jeopardy for some reason. Don't look at me for Jeopardy. Well, right. Everyone hates the title of the slide. So you I don't hate it. I the show and go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey. If I seem extra catty today, it's only because this has been one motherfucker of a day and I am on fumes. So I'm not actually yeah. mad, but I'm here. I will probably be here. present. At some point, I'll snap out of it. It's it's okay. Sean, take it away. So, sure. Um, <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you're supposed to be a professional, Dave. And I don't no. need to be a professional by not eating. You need to be a professional by seeing when I eat and not throwing it to me at right at that moment. No, so, see, this is how you, this is how you learn. This is the punishment that you get. So for what we're thinking, <laughs> we didn't know what to do for a show, and I thought I don't know why, but because we're not a half year, we're More closer really to like the end of the year, but basically two thirds. Yeah, but I still, you know what, with the holiday being so condensed with stuff, usually. I thought it's still a good time to to look back at entertainment, see where we've come so far, the things that we've enjoyed so far in 2023, the things that we haven't enjoyed, maybe that we wish we would have, and then what we're excited for uh, for the remainder of the year. And actually, in thinking about it more, we might just have enough material talking about the first half alone, um, because I realized in each of the three main categories, movies, TV, and, and um, games... I have like a debate question for like each one, if I can remember what they are and we'll see. I think I'm at like two or three right now, but give it's, me enough time. Uh, I'll get there. It's a really crapshoot whether you're going to remember it or not, huh? We'll see. We'll see. If not, I'll take it somewhere else. I'll, I'll think of something. So my question is, where do you guys want to start with? Um, I have a lot really to say, I think on all three. Um, so Dave, is there something you're feeling like you really want to um, dig in and talk about? Well, I'm interested uh, in movies, actually. Okay. 
would be when i mean if you look at the names in movies from 2023 the crazy thing i just uh was was looking it up the crazy thing is barbie is the highest grossing movie of 2023 so yeah. far which i've heard a lot of good things about it i kind of am curious of seeing it i haven't seen it myself yet i know my wife did and she really liked it um but yeah i the Whatever it was, whether it's the fact of the brand of Barbie or whether the insane amount of viral marketing that they obtained with this odd combination of Oppenheimer, it, it worked. And it's the highest grossing movie of 2023, which is a little crazy. Yeah, I, and I mean, it was good, unlike Mario, which like I know. Hey, like, hold look, on. look, 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 you watch Mario. Did you think it was anything more than fine? It was fun. It wasn't okay. a if grand it was fun and you're like, movie. I legitimately enjoyed my time watching it, then then that's fair. I've seen a lot of Yeah, I mean it was fine. What yeah. I think is have you seen have you seen it yet? No, not yet. Either of you. What okay. I think is especially stunning is that Barbie overtook it in a year where not many things should have overtaken it. The Mario Brothers movie mm-hmm. with the amount that it pulled in should have been number one this year. And it's not. And it would have been number one in I I think like seven of the last ten years if it was mm-hmm. in a different year. So, like, the fact that yeah. we have two behemoths, and it's still only September, so we don't know about uh, November, December. Now, obviously, those late movies that come around the holidays generally don't have enough time to make this much money. But still, there's some heavy hitters coming out later this year, and neither one of them is probably going to put the foothold that Barbie or the Mario Brothers movie did, which is pretty remarkable. I mean, if I just was Googling the, 20, the right now, the 23, 23 worldwide box office numbers, the top four movies of the year is Barbie number one with 1.38 billion. Super Mario Brothers was two with 1.35 billion. Oppenheimer with 853 million. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with 845 million. So we only have $2 billion movies. And that's Mario and Barbie, which is kind of nuts if you think about it in a way of if you would have said in 2000, like, yeah, in 20 years from now, our highest rating things are going to be Barbie and Mario. It'd have been like, but we have those things now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like right Where's now? the time machine? <laughs> Meanwhile, a Fast and the Furious movie released this year, and I'm not saying it did bad, but it's not on that list. Yeah. It did fine. It was good. But like it it's not the movie of the year. It's not even close. Dead Reckoning did fine. You know, good. Not good maybe for the predictions, maybe not good for Tom Cruise, but it was fine. But again, it's not up there with the with the highest ones. I don't know where it falls on the list, but it wasn't in those four you just read off. And I think the expectation was that it was going to be, you look at yeah. Maverick and everybody's like, Oh, it's, he's going to do a Maverick, but with a franchise. So it's going to be crazy. We had a transformers movie. We had yeah. a Creed movie, which is not going to be that big, but still, you know, a big deal. We had an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> John McFord did pretty big money, especially. I don't think the budget on those movies are very high and it did really it did pretty well. well. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't going to be on this level. It wasn't going to be a global smash hit, but it did fine. So it's a year full of heavy hitters and it's going to be even more so when we get to games. So it's kind of cool to see because we were asking last year when we looked back at 2022, not that like pop culture is dead, but you know, it seemed like things had trickled down since the pandemic that we had not seen so many big stuff that was really latching on pop culture wise. No, it might've just been the stuff was bad and now it's good again. Yeah, and that's that's kind of been my issue. So this year, I told you guys I read this article about like you know Ant Man three underperformed, uh, Dead Reckoning underperformed, the Fast movie, Transformers, and they were like, it's a clear sign to me that franchise fatigue has taken hold. Um, and and like everybody can agree. Um, and we also talked about how we hate that phrasing of everybody can agree. Um, that's how you know that your foundation, I think, is not strong. If you have to throw in, everybody can agree. 
But, you know, I look at a lot of those movies and my issue, as it always is, and I've told you guys this before, is like most of those movies were not good. And that's like the issue that I keep coming back to is we want to overanalyze why fast. I don't know what it is. 10 at this point, 11. I don't remember. I don't care anymore. (laughs) And it was like not good. The effects weren't good. The story wasn't good. The acting's like never going to be good, but at least (laughs) the characters were kind of endearing. And like, we're losing all of that. And then they're like, well, if people are just sick of the, of the franchise, no, you just made a bad movie. So is the, is the statement just for clarity's sake, is the statement that people are sick of franchised movies or they're sick of these particular franchises going forward? Because if they think, I think those are two different things. Uh, That's a good question. I think a little bit of both the way that this was phrased is like, people want something original even if it's, you know, like a Barbie movie, that's not a film franchise. And it was a very, uh, no one was expecting the Barbie movie to mm-hmm. be like that. So mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit of both. It's like, we're sick of like so many movies in one series and people are done with it. But, I, you, you so, know, I go back to like, if you're doing a taste test of Dr. Pepper and Coke and you put poop in the Dr. Pepper and you're like, which ones taste better? And you're like, yeah, but I saw you put the poop in. I watched you do that. Of course it's going to taste bad. And that's where I think we're at. I, I think um, the other thing too, though, is that part of the reason those movies may not be good is a bit of what you call franchise fatigue, where maybe the characters have been fleshed out to a point that it's difficult to tell a compelling story with them anymore. And I don't know that that's necessarily the fault of the franchise, but the fault of, hey, we're going to keep pushing this thing and having these same characters, because when you keep building things upon itself, you're going to have to have characters that have to have similar expectations every time. If you break those expectations, people aren't going to like them. But then if you keep on the same beat every time, it's not interesting anymore. So it's a delicate balance to try to keep going. Well, to me, the poster child for franchise fatigue right now, whether it exists or not, is Star Wars. Because we have seen three failed movies in a trilogy for different reasons, and we can get into the, which one's worse, last Jedi, whatever. All three failed as a collective storytelling device. They failed, all of them. Mm -hmm. But there's also been massive TV successes in that span, right? Like Andor was fucking awesome. And the first season of The Mandalorian was really, really well received. And also season two for the most part. And then three happened. But then there's also, like, there's so much Star Wars media now that it's like you can't help but start to question if fatigue is part of it. But then when it works, it's still really well regarded. And then when it doesn't, everybody goes, well, yeah, I'm tired of it. It's like, well, maybe you're just, maybe there wouldn't be an end to the limit of how much people would want Star Wars if it was all good. But it isn't. Mm -hmm. So then the fatigue question comes in. It's just like, to me, it's not an accident that the worst uh, Fast and Furious movie didn't earn a lot of money, especially coming off of one that was also kind of not as good. So now you have, you didn't re-earn all that goodwill. It was two in a row. Um, Chris said, uh, talking about Dead Reckoning. Yeah, it was fine. It was probably the worst Mission Impossible movie I've seen in a while, even though it was still okay. And I think all of this stuff matters. Transformers, I can't imagine it did all that. I, I don't know. I heard nothing about it. I cannot imagine it made a lot of money. But, I mean, that franchise has disappointed fans over and over and over again. So that doesn't well, yeah. surprise me. How many times can you get put, slapped in the face before you're like, you know what? I'm not going to go stand in this place where the hand is going to hit me. Like, yeah. eventually so th- you're just going to stop. You look at, you know, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Those are good films. They deserve the money they got. But then, like, Guardians 3, that's a that's like almost doubling down on franchise. It's the third the movie in now. the MCU. 
and it made a ton of money because it was good. And Spider-Verse, while it didn't have the global numbers, was massive in the U.S. Third third so far this year. So ahead of Guardians 3. So, like, that's another franchise of a sort. It's the second movie in that particular version and the 57th Spider-Man movie in the last 20 years. Yeah, and And so that's... I mean, Spider-Man, that's... We didn't even get to talk about that one as far as what's been out this year. But yeah, it's it, that's not franchise fatigue. If, if it's not Spider-Man, if you're not tired of Spider-Man, well, good. If you have a compelling Spider-Man story, people go see it. It's amazing how it works. And then the, the psychoanalyzing all this bullshit is like, so the Dungeons & Dragons movie is up there on my favorite movie of the year that I've seen. It's so fun. You're telling me people are franchised out and yet no one wants to go see a very well-received... And you're not going to tell me D&D is like this well-known movie franchise. They've done movies before and they failed. So that's not it. People aren't interested. So like if anything, I think the franchises still hold like too much power. Um, I just think I thought the whole argument is so dumb. So dumb. Make good films. For the most part, people are going to see them unless it's D&D and your marketing was a little bit weird. (laughs) I think, yeah, it, it turns out, yeah, make good films. That's number one in there. You're difficulty your window of opportunity for making a good movie sometimes may decrease the longer a franchise goes on but if it still remains good i mean there were i mean i think there's certain animes out there right that went on for like 30 seasons that people still regarded really well and one piece will get there Mm -hmm. yeah for i mean love and i if i didn't have the daunting fucking episode (laughs) count i would probably watch it it's yeah. Really, really good. Still, and right now, I mean, it's at the, almost its pinnacle because yeah. everybody's over the moon about Gear Five, which is gibberish to Dave. But like, yeah. people are super excited about the one thousand and fiftieth episode of One Piece because it's still endured and it's doing cool stuff now. Because yeah. that's like the opposite of the Simpsons argument, right? Where it's like, every, well, the Simpsons was good the first day of season. It's still around and it's still decent. Mm-hmm. It's just not what it was. So people have trailed off, and now there's fatigue. Yeah. So just really quick, what's your favorite movie of the year so far? Uh, for me, it's Spider Verse. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. you said that because I was like over the moon, and and I thought you like liked it but didn't love it. Um, well, I mean, I, I definitely liked it. I uh, after a little bit more reading about it and everything, I think I had the my initial shock of walking out of the theater and having my son in tears. That probably affected <laughs> me a little bit. So you know that took a little bit of the luster off of it. Um, but I, I mean, the spot character is going to be really interesting in the next movie. Um, I think that they. You know, they they open themselves up to a potential really good ending in the in the third part of the trilogy, and really my other option is Mario movie, which while very fun and I liked a lot of the Easter eggs in it, the story was kind of boring. But it you got what you expected out of it, and that's what I liked about it. You yeah. knew what you were getting, and you got exactly that. So I like that. You don't always have to subvert expectations. Sometimes no. you can just deliver really well on them, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. My favorite movie this yeah. year is The Little Mermaid. Oh boy. Like it. I didn't see it. <sighs> Love it. Yeah, the worst of franchise for two on that movie is still made like so a ton of money. Three hundred million in me, the US. It's sixth. Give yeah. me some info about that, because I it, I had I guess you could call it fatigue of the live action remakes because the Lion King was so horrible. I couldn't stand the Lion it's, King one. Dave, it's the why uh, I've I've used this example before, like why Daytona is like the number one sport. It's like how? <laughs> we can't understand, <laughs> but somewhere someone is liking and paying for these things. Yeah. So what what about this one? <laughs> I heard it's highly mediocre, retells the same story, Just doesn't do anything shot new, for shot. doesn't need to exist, yeah. except for, you know, ha- being able to, f- to have that representation, which is cool. And it meant 
a lot to a lot of people. But I mean, I just go back to like, you had this opportunity to have this representation and do something unique with it. And you didn't. So I don't know. I, I almost think I almost fault Disney in a way. It almost like they're making money off of this attempted at diversity and not actually caring about the diversity itself by doing anything meaningful with it. Yeah. I mean, you can, you're placing a diverse, a diverse person into a non-diverse story. If you, I mean, the original cartoon had no diversity in it whatsoever. Granted, I'll say the location in which it was set, it doesn't lend itself to diversity, but that's not, you know, that's, that's fine. You can do whatever you want in those movies and that's fine. And I'll go back to like, look, if it, I am not, uh, you know, the one who's going to be most moved by this. If it meant a lot to a lot of people, I say, great. It just feels mm-hmm. like to me, I mean, I'm too cynical. It feels like Disney was cashing in rather than actually trying to do something like of importance. I think all those movies have been cash ins, which has been my problem. Mm-hmm. This yeah. most recent one at least tried something different. And like you said, maybe that was a token gesture, but it's a damned if you do damned, if you don't proposition, because no. if you deviate from the original, then nobody likes it. And if you do it shot for shot, especially like the Lion King, as Dave mentioned, then what the fuck is the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. And Lion King was especially tough because those animals just were lifeless. The Aladdin one was okay. I didn't mind that one as much. I think the, the new song was, was good. The Aladdin one's like the only one I'm kind of interested. Like I would like to see at some point. It was, the it, only one I could say it of. Out of all these remakes, it was the best one. I think. Yeah. I saw Beauty and the Beast. Not worth it. Yeah. I saw yeah. part of Mulan, not worth it. I've heard <laughs> decent things about Aladdin, might consider it, and then everything since then. And now we're starting to deviate into th- even the, like, the smaller of the Disney, because we've hit the huge one. We hit Aladdin. We hit the little... Now we're going to have to start going off in the reservation. God knows what we're going to do when Pocahontas happens. I, I just... I, <laughs> I, I, I can't I'm, wait. I'm disappointed to see these keep making money because I we talk often about like how well we want something to do as a reflection of that media, I don't want these to do well. Yeah. I want them to suffer. Yep. And uh, when we hit the Toy Story live action remake, I think we'll be done, right? Which is (laughs) going to be weird because Toy Story will still be going on as we just found out with five this week. I cannot believe that. Yeah. I didn't know about that. That's funny. It's going to fall Andy probably as a dad now, I would imagine. Oh, okay. Which I look, I liked four more than most. I'm not necessarily upset about, but it's like, Okay, here we go. Toy Story five, and then we'll have Andy's kids, and then it'll be Toy Story thirteen when we're grandparents. I mean, they're gonna have to uncancel Tim Allen. I don't. Um, I, that that was not the issue, right? But it was. <laughs> it absolutely is why Chris Evans was the voice of. Yeah, as I say, do they have to uncancel him, or do they just get in their ready-made new one? Even though he also bombed miserably in a not yeah. live-action remaking. I mean, look, if we know one thing about Disney, it, they're driven by the bottom line. So I would think they're probably gonna uncancel. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I liked, uh, John Wick four. We talked about Creed three. was good. Um, the Dungeons and Dragons movie was great. My favorite is probably across the spider verse. Uh, Guardians three was awesome. Very, very close, but there was just something about that spider verse movie that I fucking loved. Yeah. I have spider verse yep. number one, but we didn't say the words sound of freedom yet. So I haven't seen it and <laughs> I'm confused. Like, is that a good movie or is that? Uh, politically motivated movie. It's politically motivated. But it's only political. It is definitely politically motivated. Is that the only thing? Or is it actually good, but also 
I don't know. I don't know if you could tell without seeing it because all the discourse surrounding it. it was all the people who support the ideology slavishly endorsing it, and everybody who hates the ideology just panning it whatsoever. Isn't it Jim Caviezel? I think so. And it's probably about time, but we'll see. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it's it number a, ten in the U.S. this year. That's more than Indiana Jones or Mission Impossible or Transformers or Creed. Yeah, that's it. Is it is Jim Caviezel? Yes. Yes. I honestly had never heard of this movie before. You just mentioned it, so that's either me. Well, being Dave, maybe super next sheltered. time you visit, it's a watch night, so uh, we can hate ourselves, really? or maybe really like it. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't sound like my cup of tea. How's that? And I hate tea. Yeah, and Jason says, by the way, crazy idea. They should just stop remaking things being Disney and put that money into making new stories. Yeah, well, guess what? Elemental was not exactly super well-received, especially in the beginning. It's yeah. come around more over no. time. Yeah, it recovered a bit, but yeah. That's that not was... necessarily no, I mean... a ring of endorsement for them. If that gets buried by the money the Little Mermaid makes, and they go, well, look, see, we can't do new yeah. stories because people want an old story. Yep. And, well, again, in your argument, Sean, of make good things, I didn't see Elemental myself, but my whole family did, and – I got nothing good out of my kids who like most cartoons. Nope, wasn't for them. See, that, I'm really interested like in that all. because I've heard the only saving grace was that it, like, word of mouth kept that afloat and allowed it to recover. If it wasn't for that, like, it was dead on arrival pretty much. Um, it, but I, I know, also, you're not the only one I've heard of, like, yeah, it wasn't good. So is that a reputation and, thing? It, was it not well marketed? And so, like, the expectations didn't meet the film? Or was the film just, like, bad? I, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I I just know from hearing, you know, anecdotally, Cordy couldn't stand it. She thought it was really not well done and the kids didn't like it either. So it didn't appeal to either age group, which is what those movies are supposed to do is appeal to both. And yeah. I kind of wonder how much of it's just crowded marketplace. Again, it is now just the start of September. We've just talked about basically 20 pretty massive box office hits. We haven't even said the words Quantumania. A Scream movie came out. Puss in Boots was pretty well received. Scream was good and did well. Yeah. So that's so like, yeah. but these are all things that have come out. So maybe it, yeah. was, it just got lost in the shuffle, especially back in the April to June timeline. You know, what? Mr. Griss also makes a good point is like, uh, well, the way I read it, he says, sometimes the story won't connect. And like, that's just what happens. Sometimes it breaks. It's like, you know, I take that as you can't make an original movie. And if it doesn't do well, be like, well, uh, like wipe our hands of it. Never again. It's like, that's the name of the game. Sometimes it's going to well, work more often. Probably it's going to work. Sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't mean you can't keep like trying and putting money into it. I, that's the problem is I feel like it has to be an investment for the future. How are you going to create a new franchise unless you have a new thing? Well, now right? we're in that with games, right? You have AAA studios spending seven years and billions of dollars on a game. They're not going to take chances because they have to mm -hmm. make that money back or they're going to shutter their studio, which we've already seen this year. Yeah. It just happened and with so, Volition last week. Volition. The Saints Row remake was just, well, reboot, whatever. It was just dog. And then it just, they, the whole studio got shut down. Did I talk about the Dead Space remake here? Uh, not Dead Space. Sorry, that was great. It was the Dead Space copy. It was a studio's first big game. Mm. They're done because it was. I mean, it was bad. It was not a good game. But uh, you know, we talked about with um, Larian Studios, which we'll get to when we get to games and Baldur's Gate Three. They had some like good games, but they were definitely like uh, stepping stones to probably the game of the year of this year. So a studio sometimes needs to be allowed to have those steps. <laughs> It's like one not so good game and they're done forever. It's like, well, that's a that's, hard environment. That's the problem is that what that leads to is the behemoths of the industry, the two K's, the EA of the world. They're the ones who have to go take the chances on new franchises, but their very structure is not going to allow themselves to take chances on a new franchise because they have to make money. So we're kind of in a catch 22 in that situation. Yeah. 
And I guess we got to hope that the franchises, the Zeldas and Marios, keep churning out good stuff. Well, the trend over the last decade was that rather than try and parcel out its studio and its staff to make those games, that EA and Activision and others were just acquiring other companies that were doing those things, so they would get smaller mm-hmm. studios and bring them under the fold. But then that model wasn't working very well because it was just leading to the death of smaller studios. So now we got to find a new approach. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, uh, TV. I think TV has been really solid. I've done a lot of TV watching this year. Still trying to make my way through the backlog, Dave, so I can get to uh, to your thing. Um, oh, it, I did want to... Last thing I'll say, um, Mr. Griss reminded me, just A24, that Talk To Me movie. Supposed to be like the scariest movie that's ever been made. So I'm very excited for that. I'm very happy for studios like A24. They can do this because horror... You can do like low budget and get a ton of return, and that's sort of like the model. Um, but you know, at least somebody's doing it. So, uh, yeah, TV. Dave, I'm gonna try to sell you on a TV show. Okay. It's called The Bear. I've heard of it. It's amazing. The end. Um, no, it's it, yeah, yeah. Again, I I try to do things that I think that you'll like, and you're hard because I think what you like is random. So the. You know, I know you're True. not super big and like the fantasy medieval stuff. This uh, this is not that. It's just really yeah. good writing. And what I think I love most about the show is no scene is wasted. Episodes are typically 30 minutes long, sometimes mm-hmm. 40 minutes if it's a big one. One of the episode, maybe the best episode they've done in their whole run, 20 minutes. I think it was 18 hmm. technically. It was one tracking shot the whole episode. Hmm. It's just no, so heard. good. I've heard nothing but good things, and I definitely have some interest in seeing it. Um, just haven't done it yet, but it is uh, on the list of what I'd want to watch. Yeah, and and Crossroads, uh, Peter saying that too is like I don't know, I'm not supposed to say their name. Maybe maybe I shouldn't, but uh, I think it's fine. It's like good acting. It's great writing. It, it's like all these just pieces come together, and it looks great. It looks like the the direction. Uh, matches like the frenetic pace of the kitchen and what the characters are experiencing. It's just on every level it works. Mm-hmm. So I look at that and then I look at a show like, let's just throw out something random like Ahsoka um, or not to single out Ahsoka, really any Disney plus show. Mm-hmm. There's so much filler. We've talked about it to death. And you look at something like this and then you look at something like, uh, you know, Ahsoka and you're like, this doesn't need to be so long. Um, My big thing that I wanted to say is, Chris, this will mean more for you. Is Dave Filoni a hack? I'm starting to wonder. I'm starting to... No, he could not be him. He was supposed to be the savior. He was supposed to be the Star Wars savior. Let's look at the track record. Okay, to, to do this. Now, and I will say, is this him or is this the studio being like, hey, we have 50 new projects we want you to lead. Here's the deadlines. We need content for Disney+. Plus. We're going to give you no time. You just have to go do it really quick. Maybe it's that. But as I look back, I mean, I certainly didn't enjoy Clone Wars and Rebels as much as some do. I will admit that. But to me, you have seasons worth of material where a dozen episodes are like oh my god that was really i was riveted i was very uh i was interested the whole time i really felt for the characters um maybe it gets up to 20 and in both of those shows i think you can make a case like let's just get through like season one or two and then it gets really good do you know what investment that is for a tv show get through multiple seasons before it gets really good 
Some people don't feel that way, though. Some people, I'm sure, like Clone Wars the whole way through. But that was my issue. Then we have Mandalorian. Season 1 is great. Season 2 is okay. Builds off nostalgia a bit, though. Season 3 is is bad, actually. I, there's not a lot that I can um, defend on Season 3. Boba Fett was bad. So, now I look at Ahsoka. And, uh, Dave, here's another point I wanted to make. As... Andor was great because it's great. It's a great show. You don't have to even know. Star- My dad doesn't know sci-fi. He doesn't know Star Wars. Loved Andor. It's just a great show. I would even have a hard time recommending Ahsoka to anyone that hasn't seen and is very familiar with Rebels. It's just Rebels season five. That's the hard part. Isn't it? So I'm enjoying like the- Ahsoka, but is it good or is it a good season five? So, I mean, I look at... I mean, I know Clone Wars a little bit, so I know who Ahsoka is a little bit. So, but having, I feel like I'd have a hard time even going into that because people generally think of Star Wars and you base your knowledge off of the the movies, the main canon, you know what I mean? And so if I'm going to go in and hear about the show Ahsoka, I'm going to be like, hmm, I don't really know much about this except for, you know, I've watched some Clone Wars. Most people haven't in comparison to how many people watch the movies. So it's going to be a really difficult thing to jump into for most people to understand what's going on. It's amazing to me that in a show called Ahsoka, now granted, I'm not very far in yet, uh, and it's ongoing, obviously, as as, um, as we talk about it now, it, I really want to look at, like, episode one screen time. It Does she does the title character even have the most screen time of the episode? I don't know if that's the case. Sabine is in it a lot, and I love Sabine, but I love her from Rebels. Um, and I know, like, the drama she's going through. I know the attachment with Ezra. If you don't know Rebels, she's just some guy. He's a, might as well be a MacGuffin. You have no clue why she should care. And so you have a lot of like kind of exposition and like Maisie doesn't know these characters. So she's like, I just, she's like, I was, I've just talked at for like an hour and I don't have a lot of reason to like invest. And so I think it's telling that the first shot of the trailer for Ahsoka is Darth Vader. <laughs> now we know the reasons behind that, given her proximity to Anakin, blah, blah, blah. We, uh, I get it. It makes sense. But that's them being like, well, we can't trust the general audience to know who this is going to be recognizably right off the bat. So we got to go back to the well. Yeah. And it makes me wonder to the, to address the Filoni question from like eons ago. I, I think he may have been slightly overrated back then, but now I'm wondering, like you said, if it's not just the volume of projects, but now the number of hands involved in them, because back when the cartoons were fledglings, there wasn't a whole lot of people who really cared. Yeah. In fact, you could almost say they were underrated back then because people just, well, it's a cartoon. I'm not watching that. And even though we were starved for better Star Wars content back then, they kind of went under the radar. And as such, expectations were lower. And I have to imagine oversight of what Filoni was doing was also lower. Yeah. Where he was just had creative control to kind of be like, cool, let's just tell whatever stories. And some worked, some didn't. So is he a hack? I don't think so. But Lord knows, I think it's going to be hard to tell. Hey, it's, he's like a great guy. He's passionate. Which I love. It's so nice when the creator actually cares about what they're doing. He has a cool hat. I mean, he seems like a great guy. I watched this, and I'm like, if, if I was not blown away by Ahsoka, which so far I'm not, but maybe it'll get there, I just have a lot of worries about the film that they're doing, that this is all building up to this one, well, maybe more if it does really well. Who knows? But right as of right now, it's one Filoni-verse film. And I have I have concerns, but we'll see. So, other than that, though... Um, I mean, I have a couple other TV mentions that I have to make. I want um, you to make it because I want to see if it proves the other point I was going to make about TV. 
Okay. One of them that I haven't watched but absolutely need to is uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I have heard nothing but good things about this, and I want to watch it. Uh, everything I've heard is it gets back to what made Star Trek good, as opposed to Star Trek Discovery, which is a pile of dog shit, and Star Trek Picard, which I was super interested in and then heard nothing but horrific things, so I didn't want to watch it. I'm hoping that Strange New Worlds gets back into the ex exploration, the utopia type of feel for it, as opposed to the dark, gringy stuff that Discovery was. So yeah. I'm interested in seeing those. Uh, and then the other one, the two other big ones that I have to mention this year that came out uh ted lasso season three obviously came out this year yeah. we've talked about that a little bit yep. and last of us season one yes you know that one great that's the big one yep. that I, I you have to think about where it's like okay that was super highly rated for good reason as far as what it did for video game to other media conversions i think that's the bit one of the bigger things we can say about it absolutely it's interesting because the year in film and the year in games is top heavy and the mid-level is also pretty good. And it feels like the year in TV is all hits or misses. Yeah. <laughs> because we have stuff like Succession that came to an end, which is extremely well-regarded. And then Mando Season 3, which just feels like an absolute collapse of a series that was doing pretty well. And like Ted Lasso fell off the map, like we talked about in the review of it. You know, it's like there's not a lot of mediocre TV this year. It feels like it's either exceptional stuff or trash. Yeah. Let Really quick... It, uh, Jason brought up this awesome point that I forgot about that I promised him I would say and then I forgot. Just on the Ahsoka thing, uh, uh, it's partially maybe a Filoni problem, but it's also very badly marketed. And so was Boba Fett. Should have been Mandalorian, like book, whatever. They should have done books for each one. And it should have been just part of that show. And uh, Ahsoka should have been advertised as Rebel Season 5. And because that's what it is. And maybe you're like, well, maybe that would have turned off uh, viewers. It's like, well, I think kind of lying to them a little bit about like what a show is um, when like they're actually coming in halfway through a story is also not great. So I do agree with that. Disney should be better about marketing their shit. Um, yeah. So, Chris, you brought Which up a bunch of elemental, too, by the way. Yes. Yes. As Chris alluded to earlier. Yeah, it's, Disney just sucks, it turns out. So mm. here's a so, Dave, you you know brought up a bunch of shows chris you brought up mm -hmm. a bunch of shows i can even add like yellow jackets um there's a couple others that i watched this year the one thing i've noticed out of all these shows none of them are on netflix i've not watched a single show on netflix this year and i'm trying to think if i'm overlooking something there's the what obvious shows? one piece hmm which i'll give my quick review does not look like a show i would like it you have to really love One Piece and really love Camp. And I think fans that are both are really digging it. It's not my thing. The action looks really bad and cheap. Things just kind of look silly. But if, it, if Camp's your thing, that's fine. It's just like people are like, bring back like Batman from the 60s. I'm like, please, please don't, actually. So what is on Netflix anymore that's good at all? Are we all just waiting for Stranger Things for real? I'm trying, I'm looking right now at things that have come out on Netflix in 2023. Yeah, Jason, and, you brought up Stranger Things. That's not this year, so. No, and neither by is Cobra God. Kai. Neither is Cobra Kai, <laughs> I, and eventually that'll come out, right? That's a good one. I I would get a Netflix subscription for Cobra Kai. It's a yeah, great show. But the writer's strike, I mean, so question marks. Yep. We, we got the awesomeness of Love is Blind Season 4 came out in January, and Love is Blind Season 5 is going to come out this month. Holy so that's cow. What we've got to look forward to. I don't, <laughs> I'm even watching Paramount Plus. Aside from my weird challenge obsession, 
we were pulling up Paramount Plus for a bunch of movies that we've been watching recently, Mission mm-hmm. Impossible and some others. So, like, we're not even going to Netflix for, like, movies anymore. Yeah. It's I, a bold strategy by them at a time when they also, you know, completely submarine the way you could share subscriptions. So you would mm-hmm. think you would really want to make a compelling case as to why you should get your individual ones if you got booted off of a family or friend one, and the opposite seems to be the case. I watched Physical 100. That's a Netflix show. Um, it was not good, but it was fine. I think that's the best thing I can say about Netflix this year, which is like, yeah, again, it's it's not I good. Can't. And like Chris just said, now is the time they crack down on the password sharing and all this, all these changes, negative press, but they're not giving you any quality TV. Jason yeah. mentions um, Arcade Season 2. Arcade Season 2 will be good. Sex Education year, has a new summer coming out. Uh, yep. A new se- season coming out next month. It's pretty well regarded, but I can't say I care. So like, there's a few things, but yeah, it's been a pretty bad year. Yeah, for, for Netflixia. Yeah. Yep, I have a. I mean, it's amazing to me that this in during this year I've subscribed to both Paramount Plus and Peacock because of different movies, TV shows, anything like that that's out there. Because if you want to have the good, if you want to have the good content, that's where you have to go. Apple Plus, Peacock, Paramount. That's where it's going to now, which is kind of crazy to me. I mean, Max, but we'll see. Like Last of Us is coming back. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I've heard the Righteous Gemstones is really good. But Succession's done. Uh, House of the Dragon will come out again at some point. Um, you start to see like why streaming is actually like people are everyone's struggling with it. Like consumers love it, and uh, corporations are really having a hard time making a lot of money. <laughs> They're having a hard time figuring out how to monetize this properly because six bucks a month. Or ten bucks a month, whatever your subscription cost is. Yeah, you got to have uh, quite a few million subscribers to figure this out. You know. Yeah. yeah. So. If only there was a tremendous backlog of past content that these streaming platforms could lean on more instead of abandoning. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, it wouldn't help with keeping. Like, I think it would help retain. It wouldn't help attract new ones. I don't think. But if it's like, hey, I can still go watch every episode of How I Met Your Mother or wherever. Yeah, which I know is available on a platform. You know what I mean? Like plenty of old TV shows and stuff that could be marketed more heavily. Instead, it's yeah. just what's new. I've already watched every new season. I streamed it all and I binged it, and it's over. So now what? I, it, how much does that affect the like that? That seems to be a general thing nowadays. Is where we had this discussion before about releasing one at a time versus all together, and people just go all the way through. And it's kind of crazy to think of like it takes months and years to create content and then people finish it in a weekend. Like what the hell are they supposed to do? Yeah, yeah I that's think the other problem. we talked about like the pros and cons of metered releases or just dumping it all at once. I feel like we just got to abandon the dumping it all at once model. Mm-hmm. I don't care whether consumers want it or not because you're hurting mm-hmm. yourself. And I'd be curious about like the, the conversation about the pie. So like Peacock famously is like, well, you're making so much money off friends, Netflix. We want that money, too. So we're going to not give you the rights anymore. We're going to do our own thing. And I like, I would love to see is Peacock making anyone money. I would have a hard time believing it based on what I know about like how these different streamers are doing. Maybe it is, but it just seems like they killed Netflix and they killed them. Like just shooting themselves to shoot their competitor. And it's just not good. I feel like it's a a very dedicated fan base of people who want to rewatch friends, rewatch the office, rewatch parks and rec, things like that. I actually have been watching parks and rec lately, which has been okay. Um, but you're not, yeah, you don't have the new shows coming out there. I mean, part of the reason I have Peacock right now is because I've been wanting to watch Parks and Rec and also the kids wanted to watch the Mario movie and that's where it was released on. So that's it. Other than that, I'm not getting new content on there, at least not much. I see the new stuff that's out and I'm like, mm, no, I'm not really interested in that. It's There's also kind of like, okay, a new show's coming out. I'm interested. I really want to watch the Mario movie. I, 
I didn't know that would be a peacock thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, what about the distributor? I don't know. Makes it be on Peacock. Um, Illumination is owned by Universal. There you go. NBC. See, and if you don't know that, which I can't imagine most of the population does, that's like, I feel like another barrier is that there was used to be, oh, there's a couple streamers. It's going to be on one of these two. Now it's like, oh, like, which of my 10 do I even know where to look for? Is it a huge deal? No, but like these things like start to add up and starts to get fatiguing mm-hmm. to well, the user. It's something that should make a difference for Disney because half their properties people know just because they know what franchises are related with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's fair. It's a Disney movie. Well, that's going to go to Disney Plus when it leaves theaters, whereas every other show you're like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not and, helping and, them enough either because they're struggling too. Yep. Well, and how many people are at the point? I mean, a lot of us in the past 10 years – Got rid of cable. I mean, I know you guys used to have cable and got rid of it. I used to have cable slash direct TV. I got rid of it. Most of us our age have gotten rid of the service because we didn't want to pay $150 a month, 100 bucks a month, whatever it was, to have to have this TV. And now all of a sudden, you got Max at 10 bucks a month. You got Peacock at 10 bucks a month. You got, you know, Apple TV Plus. You got Paramount. And you're starting to add up. You're like, oh, crap, I'm paying just as much as I was before in, in cable bills for all yeah. these streaming services. Is and it a little bit better? Yes. Slightly. It's more like, um, actually, I'm sure there was a model for this too. Like on demand, a cable was a thing. So really it's just kind of like on demand again. And uh, yeah. And so you're paying like again, Netflix. I have not barely watched this year, but I'm, I'm, I know we're paying it because you have to go and can't, that's a pain in the ass. And you're like, well, stranger things will come out, you know, someday arcane will come out someday. I'll have a new season of bake off here next month. And it's yeah. being pretty well regarded. So that's something. So you're like, well, one more month is fine. Even, and then you look back, you paid for eight months worth of a service that you haven't logged into because you're like, oh, next month it'll be better. And I think that's how they're like preying on you. And maybe I can't fault them because they're all losing money, but it's just kind of shitty now. Yeah. Well, it's tough. They're all losing money. And but even in, even with that model where people aren't canceling and then resubscribing and stuff like that, it's interesting that people are staying on and yet they're still not doing yeah. great. So I don't know what the future is when it comes to this. And Peter brings up the same point I did, by the way, or at least similar with like, you can't find old stuff. I mean, think about, we just tried to watch Haikyuu, pretty popular anime in the States, especially like it's way up there. Is it like Dragon Ball Z? No, but it's way up there on the list of anime. It's not available anywhere right now in English. It used to be Netflix. Certain yeah, it used to be countries' Netflix. subtitles have it, but Netflix did it and just fell off of Netflix, and it didn't get acquired by anybody else, at least immediately. So now it's just gone. So we tried to watch Hunter Hunter. We needed your help, Chris, because we couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, we uh, even So Challenge, right? So they the first 10 seasons. They're just gone. Why, fucking why? I don't have any clue. They're just not on the service. The Paramount dedicated fucking service they're not mm-hmm. on. Now, also, random seasons in the middle are gone, and you don't know why, one of which we haven't watched yet. So it goes like 31, 32, 33, 36, 36, and you're like, what? What happened in the middle? And that's a personal gripe for me, but it's also indicative of this larger problem of like people are just taking down stuff. Well, and, willy-nilly and, like sometimes said, sometimes yeah. on their own services so hulu has all the abc shows right and it's like okay let's go watch some episodes of the chase even though the american one isn't quite as good whatever fine they're like the new reboot isn't as good well the past seasons are gone you can only watch the current season why yeah because the cloud's taking up too much space in the cloud no. the <laughs> limitless re- the limitless vastness of space in the cloud weakest link we were like hey let's watch weakest link it's uh-huh. kind of fun with the jane lynch reboot Previous first season, gone. Yep. Why? That's just content that could be sitting there to help keep your people engaged. Yeah. 
that's so that's what's really frustrating. And for a long time, I gave Michaela shit for like she would go buy the show on Netflix and she'd buy it to own it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you just you have the service. Well, now she looks like a genius because mm-hmm. they're taking yep. down shows. You never know what's going to be there anymore. Um, taking down shows, you'd be su- like surprised that they're taking down. And so, yeah, I mean, you really do need to own stuff now if you really care about it and you want it future proofed. Mm-hmm. It's true. Games. Games. Let's talk about games. We have games. a little bit of time still. You're in games is a doozy that we'll have to probably spend the most time on in the 2023 year in review that we do in four months. Yeah. Because it might be the most top heavy year in a while. You can look back at like 2017. Even then, I mean, we talked about the big three with Odyssey and Persona 5 and Breath of the Wild. This might top that year too. I mean, it's real good. So, I mean, the fact that we had, you know, the Tears of the Kingdom RE4 remake, I feel like that's not even getting the love that it should just because there's so much other big stuff. Um, the, what were you going to say, Dave? Oh, I just was going to just read off really quickly. I just pulled up a list of the top selling video games. Yeah, in yeah, do it. In, this, is, this is in the U.S. specifically, so I didn't go worldwide, but just U.S. Hogwarts Legacy is number one. Uh, wild. Tears of the Kingdom is number two. Yeah, well, I mean, it is a little wild. Earlier in the year. Too. Yeah. What? What? But what still. was number two? Yeah. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Number two. Not. A, not. I mean, I get it. I totally. Understand. I get it. Why it's been huge. Uh, Diablo four. Number three. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which came out in late 2022. It just cool. Yeah. Whatever. It's uh, just so strange to me that we now have a Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is like a sub, like. It's not just like Call of Duty. They're reusing the subtitle title two. It's a remake. Yeah, it's, I don't. What? Anyways, continue. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Top get, uh, the year to date. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It's yeah. a relatively newer one. That it's on my package. list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is a sequel to Star Wars. Uh, the, like, the old. There was one before, right? Fallen that, Order, uh, I think, Fall, is the Fallen. name. Yes, uh, I started playing that one. I didn't finish that one, so I yeah. don't know if I'm going to jump into the You got to play it on easy. It's hard. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, <laughs> Re- <laughs> Resident Evil 4 was 6, uh, which, I mean, it's a remake. I've heard it's great things. It's Resident Evil 4. I definitely would like to go through it again once I kind of catch up on some of my backlog or don't have things being added to it. Uh, MLB The Show 23. Which, Interesting. It's number 7. It's kind of nuts. I, I, Chris, have you played any of this yet? I've I haven't. I haven't really looked into it. 23 is on Game Pass, then yeah, I don't remember if it's 23 or 22 I've dabbled with, but I barely put any time into it. Is baseball like relatively more popular in a game form than like as a... To me, it's uh, one of the more accessible sports games because of the quickness you can fly through it. If you play a My Player, you can get a game done in five minutes because you're only doing your at-bats or your fielding opportunities. So it can be done really fast. So I had I bought MLB the Show 21 last year and we just kind of piddled around with it a little bit just for fun. Um, it's a fun experience, so I get why if this is a new good version, why it would sell so well. Like I would bet that like FIFA is like relative to the amount of Americans actively watching soccer, sales are way higher. I, I would guess yeah. like for that too. Worldwide, worldwide. Well, that too. This that, is just yeah, US. that's why yeah. FIFA's like way up there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Number eight was Dead Island Two. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. This is this that's is a, funny. A that, okay. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen was number nine, and then Street Fighter Six was number uh, ten. Okay. All right. So uh, those are likely to climb. I think Final Fantasy Six is relatively new. Uh, so. 
We'll yeah. See. So you had that game, which I didn't even have on my little list here. So I need to fix that. But you have Starfield coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be huge. And most people are reviewing it pretty well. I guess it's a matter of expectations. I'm interested to try it myself because for people who expect it to be like a No Man's Sky, they're being disappointed. But it's actually just more like Fallout 4 in space, which I'm, is sort of the Bethesda model. So I'm concerned with IGN's review. Not that I necessarily love IGN, <laughs> but their beef with it, I could see me having the same beef, which is like, yeah, you can go to a planet like Explore, but there's not... I hope you're like... Not hoping to find anything on that on that planet because there's nothing really there. You but you can wander around a lot. Like there's open <laughs> desert for miles. I think you have to go into it thinking it's a space RPG and not exploration. And I, I don't even like exploration, but like so if it is like oblivion in space, great. If it's like a bunch of boring shit, I wonder if he was like, Yeah, wait fifteen hours and it gets really good. Man, <laughs> that's that's a tough thing to play. That's a whole lot for me these days. Fifteen hours just for something to get good. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be tough. Um, you have Phantom Liberty, which Cyberpunk has had a renaissance. It's really good. Uh, Phantom Liberty is like almost. It's like a. It's not a DLC. It is a DLC, but it's almost like a sequel in the in the, in, the, in the amount of scope. It's gonna be huge. So that's gonna be really good. We need to talk about Fire Emblem Engaged. Because mm-hmm. it was okay, but it's still, Came and so, year. some years it would be top five, maybe top ten, depending on the year. Now I top fifteen, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Um, so there's just so much good stuff. Spider Man Two hasn't even come out yet. Hi Fi Rush, Atomic Heart, Octopath Traveler Two, Sea um, of Stars. <laughs> Yep. The Metroid Prime remaster, which was pretty well received, and then forgotten about within the span of like two weeks. Yep. You mentioned Baldur's Gate three. There's gonna be the best. This is gonna be the game of the year. I haven't even played it. I play it tonight at midnight. I think it should work like that if it comes out on the sixth. I should well, have access it, to it digitally downloaded. So when Tears of the Kingdom came out, I remember we did we recorded a show, and I immediately walked and got my Switch and got to play it like yeah. that night. Yeah. So should it, be. And similarly, I'll yeah. probably be starting Starfield tonight because it also drops. Yeah on Game Pass tonight. Yeah, so if you've already got it downloaded, then you should I do. It'll be good. We'll have good coverage of the games between all of us. Dave is like our resident Tears of the Kingdom master. Uh, Chris is going to do Starfield. I'm going to do Baldur's Gate 3, although Chris is also doing Baldur's Gate 3, so I guess he he has the best coverage. But And arguably the biggest game of the year, even though it's not going to fall into the traditional category, is Honkai Star Rail, which is pulling in God. massive dollars. I'm so upset that you're probably correct. So, like, that's another one that came out this year. Now, I'm not saying it warrants Game of the Year consideration. I'm just saying it is a massive year for games. Yeah. Which is good to see because, again, halfway through 2022, we were asking, like, boy, is the hobby that we've all loved for so long in the dying, is like, is it in a dying direction? Is that the trend? No. It just, we needed to have some time to get some major releases out, and then, boy, oh, boy, is it a big year. Yeah. Uh, backlog is definitely starting to grow. I was pretty on top of it, and now I'm not... Because Starfield, I'm going to, you're looking at, I don't know why I care so much about this, but I do. I really like to play as many of the big releases as I can before we do our end of the year show. And I'm like, okay, if I got to do still Spider-Man 2, uh, Jedi Survivor, Phantom Liberty, and Starfield, and, and I, I haven't even started Baldur's Gate 3 yet, I'm going to be hard pressed in four or five months to do all those. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try. Tough. And then especially because <laughs> I got to do like, Probably the Jedi game is next because I don't want to do two huge games back to back. 
that's that's I like to do one huge one and one kind of like straightforward story game. Which is why I mean, to me, I'm I'm I used to think ten years ago that I was part of that trend where it was like. Well, if your game's not like fifty plus hours, I get the fuck out. Ten dollar, ten hour story. I'm gonna pay sixty dollars for that. Hell no. And now I'm like, no. If it's a good ten hours, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. The return on investment is a okay. I don't need you to bloat it just to make it longer if it's not gonna be any good. Just give me that tight, mm-hmm. cohesive experience. Yep. True yeah. Spirit. I mean, I, I'm enjoying my time with Sea of Stars so far. Am I saying it's gonna be game of the year? No. It's gonna be Baldur's Gate. I'm gonna be hard pressed to see that beaten. But you know, I'm still open to it. There's still four months left in the year. There's still some big stuff to come. But the fact that it is that close with a game like Baldur's Gate 3, because again, Baldur's Gate would have run away with this in probably three of the last five years for yep. me. Because there's a couple times where I put a number one up and I'm like, I don't really feel that strongly about it. So it's a good sign. It really is. And we can't expect a year like this every year. But the fact that it still can happen means that there's good things going forward. I have a great like ear to the ground on um, like controversial games from Tech Guy. Because like I don't know where he gets his news from. Probably where everybody else is. Like the I don't know one percent of the Reddit hole. He'll come over and he'll be like, "Hey, I heard Starfield was bombing." It's like, no, it's pretty good by all accounts. Sales are great. So I don't. But I'm sure he's seeing the uh, the boundary field uh, uh, controversy that Starfield had. Yeah, flying straight through Pluto. Yeah. So all the rumors. That are then debunked, but like in this like little Reddit sphere, it's like that's what these people yeah. care about. Or we saw a bald guy having a heart attack over being asked about pronouns. Sure, that's you know the other one. So yeah, it's uh, he's always like my window into like the corner of the internet. I would say I don't agree with. <laughs> yeah, the Venn diagram really of like flat earthers and Starfield sucks. I'm gonna review bomb it. Um. Pretty high. Probably overlaps. Yeah. Dave, we had a debate on vacation of um, if there was a demographic of people that you could just kill. <laughs> um, just kill. Just wipe. I don't care. It can be quick. Just like their heart shuts down. It can be like a death note, whatever. And my number one was people who review bomb stuff for no reason. That was, that was way up there for me. So looking at, um, I forgot what game or movie it was but it was just review bomb because i don't know they were trying to be inclusive or whatever it's like i just hate i hate these people dave so much so much and so i don't i don't actually know if starfield has been review bombed i would guess it is because every big game now is review bombed but yeah, i don't know not, not review bombed enough to hurt it well good isn't that relatively easy to ignore no it, you know it doesn't matter because you got to think do you want this person like around your kids probably not it right they won't be. <laughs> but I know, but they could be. Well, sure. But also the, the fact of anybody who review bombs something could just be trolling on the internet because it's fun. They get the kicks out of it. I mean, that a lot of people do that type of thing and just are trolls on the internet and then are perfectly normal people on day to day. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe. But, you I know, mean, let's... Bur- I mean, I've, I've seen your burners, Sean. I've seen what you post on your burner. Twitter yeah. Account, so, I mean, rather yeah. be safe than sorry, right? Let's just let's just wipe them out. <laughs> It's a what, okay, Louis yeah. C.K. thing, which you're not allowed to reference anymore either because he's also been canceled, although he's back yes. now. He's touring again. He's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, like people with peanut allergies, you just one year, you just let it go. And, you know, process of elimination. Darwin. Darwinism. Maybe. Of course. Of course. But maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That was his bit. <laughs> By the way, as we wrap things up, we would be remiss. We didn't mention either Mario game coming out between now and the end of the year. Oh, which, yeah. is it going to be game of the year, either one? No, but I'm really excited about RPG Remake, and Wonder looks pretty fun. 
It's 2D Wonder Mario, and it's not my fun. favorite, but like it's coming and it's gonna sell big numbers. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. just a huge, huge fucking year for games, which is awesome for everybody who's a fan of the genre. Yeah, yep. definitely. Yep. I, that, that, that's the part where I'm like, why can't we agree? I don't. I I think probably Baldur's Gate is gonna be my game of the year. That doesn't mean that I'm gonna go hate Starfield and Tears of the Kingdom and all these other games. It's like, yeah. why can't we just enjoy it? You know. It's the it's the same argument of like you know I really think I like apples. Well, why do you eat oranges? What what's wrong with oranges, man? Like yeah. oranges still have this this. They vitamin C. It's like no no I, I just like apples. That's but all. the it's people okay. like who are keeping the console wars going like doesn't make any sense, especially because they're yeah. basically dead. There's almost no exclusives. There are almost no exclusives, and Xbox is on switch. life support anyway. So if you're a diehard Xbox fan, I have really bad news for you. Like you used to be. <laughs> uh you're right. You're right. But but look at that. I was. And then it, mm-hmm. it's a, a losing battle. I surrendered. I have been, um, what do you call it? When you're taken by the other side? Uh, I, assimilated. assimilated. Assimilated into the Spoon culture brained. of PS5. Because it's yeah. just better. Yep. I'm sorry. So. It just is. I wish Xbox had all these exclusives that I really cared about. They don't anymore. Isn't it funny that uh, the Switch is basically the one with the most exclusives now? Because they have the Nintendo franchises. I think yeah. you're right. I bet you PS5 has a lot of exclusives that we're not aware of, but I think Nintendo oh. has the most. I saw a list today that suggests that, especially since like 16, with future exclusivity dropping, like in a Final Fantasy 16 sure. or whatever, uh-huh. that the list of PS5 games that are exclusive to the console are a single digit. Yeah. No, yeah, that's not which is just the trend. It's and why would you if you're and unless you're a Nintendo, why would you if you can develop for both platforms? Why would you limit sales to one? Well, but then it but it's a little bit weird though because not that you're wrong, but like Last of Us, for example, it's not a PlayStation exclusive, but it's PlayStation and PC. So if you're Xbox, you still are not going to play Last of Us anytime. Still, not a great sign for for the co- they should really just all combine, make one system. One super powerful system. Oh, two. I'm sorry, uh, two. Two. Yeah, yeah, you have Sony, Nintendo's not going to combine. Yeah, Sony and Microsoft, <laughs> they combine. Nintendo, they keep doing their own thing. And the success Boom. of the Switch guarantees they don't have to because that was the whisper during the Wii U era was, well, maybe somebody should just buy out Nintendo and make them a game studio. Yeah. Well, the Switch is selling buku bucks now, so there's no concern yeah. about so, that. No, bye-bye. So is it going to be X, X Station or, or Playbox? Uh, God, yeah. PlayStation X maybe to get away well, from the numbers because they're already like at six now. Those both sound like good <laughs> ideas, but given the Xbox's naming conventions over the years, it'll be something much worse than either of those two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why don't we go back to the Jaguar? Wasn't that the Xbox 360 code name? That was kind of cool at the time. We just it's amazing to me that we can't refer to the original Xbox as Xbox One. That's incomprehensible yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> that somebody in some kind of meeting somewhere in a suit, marketing, brand strategy, whatever, was like, yep, nope, that's what we're going to call it. And everyone's like, yes. Yes. I, I mean, at Nailed this point, it, though, what does fucking Sony even want? Like, Halo? Gears of War, maybe? Even though even Xbox isn't uh, developing new Gears of War games? I mean, Halo is... I can't think of another Xbox exclusive anymore. And people hate Halo now if you listen to the internet. <laughs> all, the, all the fanboys are mad at Halo. Mm, I well, liked Halo Infinite, but I guess it was garbage, so... Well, they have Starfield now, so it's all yeah, solved. Yeah, there you go, Bethesda. So does PC, but... Bethesda releasing two games to save the Xbox. One of them failed catastrophically. Right, and the other one is just now in early development after a teaser trailer from literally six fucking years ago. Yeah. Cool. That's a whole other topic pretty, for a whole other what, what a war. What a war. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we did it. We, what is, it, is it like the Vietnam War? Like, what is it? What war is this even? It's like anymore? the war where you fought with your sibling in the pool with the noodles. You just, like, hit each other a little oh, bit. Yeah. That, that's the, the magnitude of the war. But I think, war. like, you had, like, a little noodle, and they had, like, six huge noodles. 
what about like the chicken fights like when you fought with the person on your on your shoulder and you try to push them off is that what this is like but like really weak people it's like a slap one of them has slightly bigger arms and then there's some other kid just off on the corner not engaging with it at all and that's nintendo (laughs) okay but do do you mean slap fire or like the slap fights because those things are crazy i can't believe that's allowed to be a thing yeah how can you be for long it can't be how can you just give people concussions over and over states are going to stop regulating that in a hurry because it's an absolute disaster do you see this state they hit each other they're Mm -hmm. like they're gone their their lights are out They have to sit there like, yeah. Okay, I'm they, gonna get hit. They I'm have it. If you have a sport where you need to hold on to something to like regulate like your pain and like get your orientation no. back, that's like probably a bad sign. No, I don't want to participate in this sport in any way, shape, or form. Because at nope, least you know, people think MMA is barbaric, but at least you can like dodge. Yeah, you're not, you're you not don't require to, to stand in front of John Jones and get the <laughs> shit beat out of you. You can move around and try and escape. <laughs> God, it's wild. I I can't. They'll hit them and they'll be like concussed no matter what. You can't convince me they're not concussed. If they can get back up, they can just get hit again. It's crazy. <laughs> the yep. world is going know. crazy. Well, and that, that's not fight more than anything is what's convincing me of it. That's what's going to be the best thing about this show is that we're going to have archives of everything just falling into dust over time. The slow decay. Yeah. We're going to have a week by week look at it. Over the span of God knows how many years, by the time we we're used done. to be so happy. Just kidding. Not well, not me. Maybe you guys. <laughs> you no. You know, to be funny, I've actually li- listened to some old episodes recently. Sean, we did a Valentine's Day episode, like our very first yeah, one. And your your top three was the world sucks. You'll never be happy. Just kill yourself. That was your <laughs> message. I'm like, oh gosh, Sean, this is awful. Yeah, the feeling That's... I walked the feeling I walked away with in those episodes was not happiness. It was frustration. No, it was like, oh my god, what are we doing this for? That's you know, I kind of miss it, but uh, yeah, it's it's more I think fun. You now. should bring it back for an episode because if it's any more than that, I will kill you. <laughs> but an episode, it could be fun to slip into old personas. I can do a minute long intro for no fucking reason. Like we can bring back the old classics. Yeah, I like it. I'll mention steak. Yeah, well, not much has changed, really. It's just play a character, I guess. I'm your host, Chris Hetling, alongside David Robinson and Sean Elter. See, I, I I know it's still in the head. I did it so it's many times. There. It's in there. We can pull it out for an old occasion. Maybe episode 600. Just kidding. I want to do something fun for that, not that. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. In between shows, you can find us at our website, objectionnetwork.com or youtube.com slash objectionnetwork. We'll be back with a live show next week, a special one the week after that. And then we're off the week after that. We'll talk more about that next week. See you then. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.